Hello, filthy fast friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I know in my last recording, I presented you guys with the frustrations I was experiencing after making some mistakes in the runs that I had that day that I was a little confused and baffled by. Um, and essentially presented my plan of attack so that I did not make those same mistakes again, which is the point of (laughs) making mistakes. Failure should project you forward because we frequently learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. I don't know who has painted the picture that you're going to go out, you're going to work really hard and practice every day, and then you're just going to win and it's going to be beautiful and I don't, I don't know why we have that if it's just a pretty present with a bow we stick on ourselves, <clears throat> give to ourselves. But that's not, that's just not how it works. And in fact, the experts um, of given industries are the most thoroughly familiar with the developed knowledge inside of the prescribed boundaries of a given science. So any new knowledge must usually come from the outside not from the experts, but from someone who has been defined as an impert. What that means is, for example, Louis Pasteur was not a medical doctor. The Wright brothers were not aeronautical engineers. They were bicycle mechanics. Einstein, properly speaking, was not a physicist. He was a mathematician. And Madame Curie was also not a medical doctor. She was a physicist. So understanding that failure is what is projecting you (laughs) into breaking new ground. That is a difficult pill to swallow when you want to win because we are competitors at the end of the day. And whether winning to you is winning a check, winning a buckle, or learning how to ride a horse better, training a horse, that's up for you to decide. And that's why success has nothing to do with prestige symbols but with creative accomplishment. Rightly rightly speaking, no man should attempt to be a success, but everyone should attempt to be successful. So, self-image is the key to human personality and human behavior. You change your self-image and you change the personality and the behavior. Self-image sets the boundaries of individual accomplishment. It defines what you can and cannot do. Expand the self-image, and you expand the area of the possible. The development of an adequate, realistic self-image will seem to imbue the individual with new capabilities and talents. Positive thinking does indeed work when it is consistent with the individual's self-image. Now, cybernetics, cybernetics, which began with the study of physical machines, does not tell us that a man is a machine, but that the man has, a, has and uses a machine. Moreover, it tells us how that machine functions and can be used. Now, cybernetics in, it comes from a Greek word, which means literally the steersman. So that's why the brain in this reference is being called a machine. Because that's what it is. You're essentially running a machine, you're training a machine, and oiling the machine (laughs) at its finest peak. Um, Each of us carries a mental blueprint of ourselves. It has been built up from our beliefs and our experiences. This self-image is key to living a better life because all of your actions, feelings, 
behavior, ability, and even your abilities are consistent with this self-image. So in short, you will act like the sort of person you conceive yourself to be. The self-image can be changed, which is why you don't identify with mistakes and failures. Um, You say, I failed that test, for example, instead of, I am a failure. Or, you know, I hit that barrel instead of, my horse is a barrel hitter. Don't ever say that garbage. (laughs) But to really live and to elevate your self-image, you must have an adequate and realistic self-image that you can live with. You must find yourself acceptable to you and believable. The so-called subconscious mind is not a mind at all, but a mechanism. It's a goal-striving servo mechanism consisting of the brain and nervous system, which is used by and directed by the mind. The creative mechanism within you is impersonal. It works to achieve goals of happiness and success or unhappiness and failure, depending on the goals you set for yourself. The goals that our creative mechanism seeks to achieve are mental images, which we create by use of imagination. Our self-image prescribes the limits of particular goals. It prescribes the area of the possible. So the creative mechanism works upon data we feed it, like thoughts and beliefs. Through our attitudes and interpretations, we describe the problem to be worked on. The data received is acted upon in giving us the answer in the form of objective experience. So the creative mechanism uses, makes use of stored info or memory in solving current problems and situations. So the method itself consists in learning, practicing, and experiencing new habits of thinking, imagining, remembering, and acting in order to develop an adequate and realistic self-image and use your creative mechanism to bring success and happiness in achieving, wow, achieving specific goals. Visualizing creative mental picturing is no more different than what you do when you remember the past or worry about the future. So that's why when people tell me they have a bad imagination, I I ask them what they had for breakfast that morning. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Every living thing has a built-in guidance system or goal-striving device to achieve its goal, which is to live. Um... In man, the goal to live means more than mere survival. Animal goals, however, are preset instincts. They're not chosen. It's just self-preservation. So man has certain emotional and spiritual needs, which animals do not have. It encompasses more than physical survival and procreation of the species. The success mechanism in man can help him get answers to problems, invent, write poetry, run a business... Sell stuff, I don't know, explore new horizons in science, attain peace, develop personally, or achieve success in any given activity or sport. Man also has a creative imagination. Imagination is creative in everything we do. Although not understood why or how, imagination sets our creative mechanism into action. People have recognized the fact and made use of it. So man alone can direct his success, his success mechanism through imaging ability. 
Your brain and your nervous system constitute a goal-striving mechanism which operates automatically to achieve a certain goal. So, <clears throat> servo mechanisms are constructed are so constructed that they automatically steer their way to a goal, target, or answer. Because there are two types of servo mechanisms. One, where the target, goal, or answer is known, and the objective is to reach it and accomplish it. And two, where the target or answer is not known, and the objective is to discover or locate it. The human brain and nervous system operate in both ways. So an example of the first type would be the self-guided torpedo or intercepted missile. <clears throat> the target or goal is known, the enemy ship, for example. The objective is to reach it. Most have a propulsion system towards the tar- it must have a propulsion system towards the target and be equipped with sense organs, which bring it back, info back from the target. <clears throat> Sensors keep the machines on course. It does not respond to positive feedback, keeps doing what it's doing. The corrective device, however, will respond to negative feedback. So the corrective mechanism will automatically move the rudder so that it stays on the right track. The torpedo accomplishes its goals by going forward, making errors, and continually correcting them. And now, once a correct or successful response has been accomplished, it is remembered for future use. The automatic mechanism then duplicates the successful response on future trials. It has learned how to respond successfully. So it remembers its success forgets its failures, and repeats the successful action without any further conscious thought. A scanner in your brain sends back through your stored memories until the correct name is recognized when trying to recall a name, acting as a servo mechanism. Many great thinkers of all ages believe that man's stored information is not limited to his own memories of experiences and learned facts. But that is also, (laughs) that's a little more than I want to prepare um, you guys to listen to today. This is a few chapters of that book that I was reading, Psycho-Cybernetics. And I am going to bring it around shortly and how it applies to browsing. So just bear with me here. These are just a few notes I took. Um, Searching for a new idea or an answer to a problem is in fact very similar to searching memory for a name you have forgotten because you know the name is there or else you would not search. In the same way, when we set out to find out a new idea or answer to a problem, we must assume that the answer already exists somewhere. So when you set out to do creative work, your brain begin with a goal in mind, an end to be achieved, or a target answer, which although perhaps somewhat vague, will be recognized when achieved. So if you have an intense desire and think about all angles of your problem, your creative mechanism goes to work and the scanner begins to scan back through stored info or grope its way toward an answer. Select an idea here, a fact there, relate them back to you in a hole hole which will fill out the incomplete portion of your situation. Then something clicks and the answer is recognized. So you cannot merely imagine a new self-image, unless you feel it is based on truth. Science has now confirmed what many have long declared. Every human has been literally engineered for success. Your brain is built to run like a machine. That's entirely up to how you train it. 
<clears throat> not writing you a cute Pinterest quote with that. This is science. It's just clinical studies done over and over and over again. And it's literally how lazy you want to be. <laughs> you want to put it into practice. <clears throat> but your built-in success mechanism must have a goal or target. So the goal must be conceived of as already in existence now, either in actual or potential form. So it operates by either steering you to a new goal already in existence or by discovering something already in existence. So the automatic mechanism is teleological, that is, operates or must be oriented to end result goals. But do not be discouraged because the means may not be obvious or apparent. It is the function of the auto mechanism to supply the means when you supply the goal. So think in terms of end results and the means will take care of themselves. So if you are picturing that run, picturing that horse, picturing um, riding that colt to a way out of futurity, you keep picturing that, putting consistent work in and the means whereby will fold themselves, they will unfold themselves to you. <clears throat> but that's why you can't be afraid of making mistakes or temporary failures, because all servo, servo mechanisms achieve a goal by negative feedback or by going forward, making the mistakes, and immediately correcting the course. So, <clears throat> again, skill learning of any kind is accomplished by trial and error, mentally cor correcting aim after an error until a successful motion, movement, or performance has been achieved. After that, further learning and continued success is accomplished by forgetting the past errors. Let me say that again. Forgetting the past errors and remembering the successful response so that it can be imitated. You must learn to trust your creative mechanism to do its work and not jam it by becoming too concerned or too anxious as to whether it will work or not, or by attempting to force it by too much conscious effort. You must let it work rather than make it work. <clears throat> this trust is necessary because your creative mechanism operates below the level of consciousness and you cannot know what is going on beneath the surface. Moreover, its nature is to operate spontaneously according to present need, which is also um, referred to as muscle memory. So I guess in layman's terms, just think muscle memory. <laughs> <clears throat> Therefore, you have no guarantees in advance. It comes into operation as you act and as you place a demand upon it by your actions. You must not wait to act until you have proof. You must act as if it is there and it will come through. <clears throat> so, like the guy who is out cracking off three-pointers. <laughs> He's done it a million times and he doesn't have to think about it anymore. He takes the shot. He just lines up and he takes his shot. <clears throat> he can't wait till he has proof that he's going to make the shot. He just has to take it. So, I mean, also, creative imagination is not reserved for artists and philosophers and inventors. It enters into every act. Imagination sets the goal or the picture with our auto mechanism works on. We act or fail to act because of imagination. Um, a human being always acts and feels and performs in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. This is a basic fundamental law of the mind. You cannot act in a different way than what you believe. <laughs> that
that's why when people say, oh, just be positive, there's so much more to it than that. There's so much more training that goes into actually elevating that self-image so you can walk into something with the confidence in mind of positive thinking and consistent work. When we see this law of mind graphically demonstrated in a hypnotized subject, we are prone to think that there is something occult or super normal at work. Um, Actually, when we are witnessing, what we are witnessing is the normal operating process of the human brain and nervous system. If a hypnotized subject is told that he is at the North Pole, he will um, not only shiver and appear cold, his body will react as if he were cold. He'll get goosebumps, um, his temperature will react accordingly to believing he is going to get hypothermia. Your nervous system cannot tell the difference between an imagined experience and a real experience, so it will react automatically to information which you give it from your forebrain. Again, this is visualization. And uh, while physically doing work gives you consistency, which breeds confidence, once you've done something consistently enough, you then can sit and visualize doing that thing over and over again. It's very difficult to visualize something or how it's going to go that you've never done. The nervous system reacts appropriately to what you think. The plain truth is that when a subject is convinced that he's deaf, he behaves as if he is deaf. When convinced he is in a sense is sensitive to pain, he can undergo surgery without anesthesia. <clears throat> this is again not nothing to do with the occult or supernormal um, activity. This is your brain <clears throat> being duped into believing something, and your body re- responds accordingly. The brain and the nervous system which reacts automatically to environment, is the same brain and nervous system which tells us what the environment is. Messages brought to us from the environment consist of nerve impulses from various sense organs. The nerve impulses are decoded, interpreted, and evaluated in the brain and made known to us in the form of ideas or images. It is these images we react to. You act and feel not according to what things are really like, but according to the image your mind holds of what they are like. Mental pictures offer us an opportunity to practice new traits and attitudes, which otherwise we could not do. This is possible because, again, your nervous system cannot tell the difference between an actual experience and one that is vividly imagined. No matter what the situation is, you can prepare for it beforehand by means of imagining yourself and your prospect face-to-face while he is raising objections and creative pro- creating prog- problems, and you are handling them properly. That's Charles B. Roth on the issue of role-playing. <clears throat> so how does this practically apply to barrel racing? I just went off on a bunch of point forms that uh, really stood out to me. This is a long and very wordy book. <clears throat> I took what I was able to understand and put it together. So this is how I was able to cross-train it over into what we do. So number one would be don't practice the perfect scenario. Imagine bad ground, running late, second barrel on top of a fence, flapping banners, or an inconvenient setup, etc. Number two, now practice riding through all those imperfect conditions perfectly in your head. When to sit, look, leave him alone, guide him, push him past a stride, etc. Number three, Correct every negative image of performance with three good ones. 
Example would be hitting a barrel. So imagine now three times for every negative image, you imagine three positive ones, perfect ones, guiding it smoothly. You must have a clear mental picture of the correct thing before you can do it successfully, which again comes from <clears throat> consistency. Um, there's literally no replacement for hard work, but you can work smarter. <clears throat> and that's why mental imaging visualization is so incredibly important to being successful. Having a clear mental image of where you want the horse to go and what you wanted it to do is more important than perfect form in running barrels. Most of the pros or trainers have one or more flaws in their skill set, yet they win. So if you can see the end result and have the confidence to know that it was going to do what you wanted, your subconscious will take over and direct your muscles correctly. And that is derived also from Johnny Bulla, who was a professional golfer, and his observations that he made about the professionals who were just knocking it out year after year and why they were able to be so successful. So thank you guys for hanging in on this one. I know it was a little bit maybe longer or <laughs> more intense than usual, but that was uh, my version <laughs> of psycho-cybernetics. And that's just a small chunk of it. There's so much more to it. I find it really fascinating because um, anytime I bring up visualization or the belief mechanisms, people kind of get weirded out. And it's not some weird religion that <clears throat> I'm going to sit here and tell you like just believe and you know <laughs> you can you can convince the universe to make it happen uh that's not at all what I'm saying it's absolutely everything about how you train your brain um and I would like to touch on this more in the future because I find it so fascinating so if you would like to check out some more content hit me up at filthyfast.wordpress.com email me at filthyfast1 that's number one at gmail.com or find me on instagram at naomi jolene I do have some videos of horses for sale and some of the daily drills I do on YouTube. My username is also Filthy Fast, so pretty much Filthy Fast everything except for Instagram because that is my personal Instagram. So feel free, feel free, wow, feel free to <laughs> message me on there if you guys have any input. Thank you so much for sticking in.